unique day in American history, a day set aside for a nationwide outpouring of mankind seeking its own survival. Earth Day, a day dedicated to enlisting all the citizens of a bountiful country in the common cause of saving life from the deadly byproducts of that bounty. The fouled skies, the filthy waters, the littered earth. The gravity of the message of Earth Day came through. Act or die. I like hearing that. I like I like hearing the typewriters in the background. Act or die. That's Walter Cronkite fifty years ago today, and that's the way it was. That we got to keep that. The news was fresh. Yeah, the we news was fresh. That, that's, <laughs> they're writing it right now. Quick, hand them the next page. <laughs> we need to keep that clip around. Act or die. Yeah, that's got to go into uh, the beginning or end of our show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, has Earth Day accomplished a freaking thing? I don't know. I just read uh, the Earth or the United States is two and a half degrees warmer than it was on that day in 1970. Jack has has uh, Earth Day done any harm? I guess would be another way to look at it. Sell your parka, buy some shorts. That's what I say. They make a big deal at schools out of it when schools are in session, like something dramatic is happening. Well, listen, I'm not a cynic about that sort of thing. Really, (laughs) I'm anti-Earth. There's a lot of planets out there better than the Earth. Right, we suck. Uh, you know what? That, that I, like is her, like, I like planets that don't get captured by the sun's gravity. <laughs> Being anti-Earth would be the next logical extension of all of the mostly lefties who uh, hate the U.S. and have this bizarre idea that the other countries are so much better. You know where there's um, not wars, Joe? Mars. No wars on Mars. <laughs> That's good. Sean. No discrimination. Good. Everybody That's makes the same amount on yes, Mars. Exactly. There's no racism on Mars. Yeah, that's just beautiful. Ah, Zero toxic masculinity on Mars. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, you had something about that you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, we got to get so to that. I was watching book TV over the weekend. I don't even remember what was happening. I just switched over to C-SPAN 2 book TV, and it was a lecture somewhere. And, and most of the book stuff and lectures they have on book TV are uh, super progressive lefty stuff. Most of it. Um, and so there's some author up there, and somebody stands up and asks a, ask a question. I have no more context than that. But this woman stands up and says something about, I think girls should be able to wear anything they want to class. I don't care if they're wearing booty shorts. As long as they're comfortable, it should be fine. What What parents of young men need to teach them is you need to put any thoughts out of your head. Wow. That are not conforming with the way we should live our lives. And I wow. just thought that is the, I don't I said I I thought I don't know the context of this but that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. So that was somebody making the argument that a teenage boy who has sexual thoughts about a girl basically wearing underwear to school. Right. Has got she? He needs to learn to get those thoughts out of his head because he's got the toxic masculinity. <laughs> There's something the wrong with a seventeen-year-old boy who would look at a seventeen-year-old girl in her underwear and have sexual thoughts. You know, it's so it's common something these you days. need to stamp out. It's a flaw. It's so common if you have the least bit of doubt about the global warming hockey stick graphs and the rest of the graphs and the rest of it that you'll be accused of being a science denier, not believing in science, that sort of thing. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of people on the left aren't big fans of prenatal development science in particular, and also anthropology slash biology. The constant, listen, I can dress like a prostitute, I can walk down the street naked, and you're not allowed to have sexual feelings. Have you ever taken a single biology class? 
The human being is an advanced animal. At least some of us are. We got the big old frontal lobe. We can think about it. Or like me last night, we can toss and turn in the middle of the night for three hours with with just existential angst in our heads. It's really quite a blessing. I think that's the whole tree of knowledge thing, don't you? You should existential angst. You should have lived a cleaner life. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, but so, yeah, we are an advanced animal, but to deny that human sexual response is as fundamental as us to us as it is to a bear or a bug is just idiotic. You're the science denier. The word provocative, what's the root? Provoke. It provokes a response, not a willful intellectual response. An animal response out of the deepest reptile brain, you numbskulls. That's why you don't have 16-year-old girls dressing like whores in front of 16-year-old boys. But the uh, the author and whatever they were talking about said, yeah, right on, and the people clapped a little bit. And everything ah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, you know, you can draw the line different places on, uh, on, on behavior where you might say, well, that doesn't mean they get to act on it. They don't get to hoot and holler. They don't mean to sexualize. Okay, fine, all that. Have that conversation. But to claim that a teenage boy is, if they have the thoughts, the parents haven't taught them correctly. I know. Is I know. just craziness. Isn't that something? You see those tweets now and again. I'm so worried raising boys. How can I convince them not to be toxic men? And, you know, these poor little kids who are being tortured. These little boys by their bizarro, over-college-educated, social-class-infected moms. God help them. Somebody just texted, how do you get a text read on the Armstrong and Getty show, kiss Joe's ass? <laughs> I don't know what. I well, don't know what. Jack reads the texts, but I never see them. But that's an interesting theory, and we thank you for it. Well, they probably thought it was me anyway. Cause yeah, they, okay. Well, that, that's a good way to do it, though, kiss Jack's ass. Yeah. That's what I do when I want to get, you know, stuff on the show. Uh, Oh, speaking of which, listen, uh, the WAPO, the Washington Post, we have friends there. They do a lot of really good, solid journalism, okay? They also churn out the most ridiculous crap, um, uh, the highest level of crap churned out by journalism. Big front page story today I want to share with you, and the flaming, ridiculous flaws in it. Uh, it's uh, it's the uh, Chinese bat flu uh, related. And let's see, what else do we have? we got all sorts of good stuff. HBO's got a new streaming channel? Is that what I just heard, Sean? They do. Uh, they are Like entering... a Netflix sort of thing or something? Yeah, yeah. They are... So there's another, another channel I've got to sign up for and have a monthly uh, payment on? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they, they absorbed uh, some more content from your NBC, mostly, is where a lot of their stuff comes I've got, from. I'm paying for Disney, Netflix, Hulu... Mm. And I got my cable package or my dish, my dish package. That's too much. And my and my smartphone streaming. That's uh, no good. You already paying for HBO via your cable package That'll because you got it. it for the Sopranos and you never canceled it. Correct. I believe covers you for you will also have access to HBO Max. That's fantastic. That's very cool. I saw The Mandalorian is working on season three. Season two comes out in October. Season three they're already working on. Yes. Yeah, and I liked that show. I tried to learn to play the Mandalorian, but my fingers are too fat. Couldn't keep it in tune. <laughs> Two, three, four, try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff Joe mentioned coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Okay, Dad, you have two options. A, staying quarantined in the house with Mom, or B... B, B. <laughs> A classic. <laughs> good timing on that. That's great. That's good stuff. So, uh, speaking of Chairman Xi's Chinese bat death, there is a push. Nancy Pelosi held up the funding for the backbone of America's economy. And Chuck Schumer, I'm sorry, I've been letting that that duplicitous old cadaver off the hook uh, for him holding up the legislation to support the backbone of the American economy, which is small old business. cadaver. Correct. Um, mm. and, and they were holding it up because they're pushing for this national testing control system. Which I think is a terrible idea. And here it is, the uh, Washington Post. It's not labeled as an opinion piece either. Uh, Two states, two wildly different approaches. When it comes to battling the spread of the novel coronavirus, Kentucky and Rhode Island might look similar on paper. They've done comparable numbers of diagnostic tests and lost similar numbers of residents to the disease. But there's one key difference. Kentucky has more than four times Rhode Island's population, meaning it has tested barely seven-tenths of its residents, seven-tenths of a percent of its residents, compared with Rhode Island's 3.7%, the highest in the U.S. The difference suggests they have a better sense, uh, and blah, blah, blah. The contrast offers a clear illustration of the challenges posed by a state-by-state testing strategy in the absence of a national plan coordinated by the federal government. And then they go into the White House's decision to delegate delegate responsibility to the states and how it's clearly unwise and we need a nationally controlled strategy. And it's, number one, it's an opinion piece masquerading as news. Number two, a bit of information you might find instructive, Jack. Get your words straight, Jack. I love that quote. Um, Rhode Island has the second highest population density in America. With over a thousand people per square mile. I didn't know that. Kentucky, on the other hand, has not over a thousand, but barely over a hundred people per square mile. And as if you're a math whiz and you've done the math in reverse, you can probably figure this out. Rhode Island is about fifteen hundred square miles. Kentucky is over forty thousand square miles. Rhode Island's a tiny little state. The reason you've had so much more testing in Rhode Island than Kentucky is because you can walk from one end of Rhode Island to the other on human beings and not miss a step. Whereas (laughs) Kentucky is a large, mountainous, rural state. Explain to me why the Beltway being in charge would be a better strategy than Kentucky figuring out how many people they can do and where they ought to do it. It's just ridiculous. Right, you gotta this go. lust, this lust to concentrate power inside the Beltway. The federal government must be in charge of everything. In the holler, you'd have to go out there and you know trade a hog for to get somebody to come in and give you a stick. You know, I, I think they have money there. I think they know what money is in the holler. Good lord, that was regionalism or something. Uh yeah, that's an obvious point. Um. I spent a lovely night populated in, state, Jack, New Jersey. By I, sp- the way. I spent a Back lovely night in Providence, Rhode, Rhode Island, that I started daydreaming about and couldn't get out of my head. That was a, everything you want out of a lovely night. Mm. Um, uh, but that aside, congrats, thank you. But uh, yeah, well, that's obviously the the situation there. 
Yeah. Yep. I and I also got to believe that the pushing for national testing, somebody's going to get a gazillion dollars out of that. Somebody who really wants that to happen, a lot of money's going to flow through their hands. Right. If you do right. it on a, make it a national program. The further you take it from the people paying the taxes, the easier graft and corruption become, for obvious reasons. Which is the flip side of why we're always saying the more local government is, the more effective it is, the more efficient it is, the more uh, um, cost-effective it is. But that's why D.C. is desperate to pull all the power to D.C., because that means more money flows through D.C., and they get to big, take a bigger chunk of it. Y'all who worship Washington, D.C. as some sort of god of wisdom and benevolence, seriously, wake up. You need a slapping. So here's a dumb story for you. Uh, the headline is, accidents involving cleaning products are way up, because we're all doing more cleaning. Americans are spending more time cleaning and using a lot more cleaning problems than yeah, they did Yeah, I accidentally uh, took out an eye with a mop yesterday. Some of them are unaware that meat mixing bleach with ammonia or vinegar can create chlorine glass. Why am I... Oh, gas, not glass. Yes. Why yeah. would I be mixing bleach with vinegar? What situation would I end up where I would even <sighs> accidentally do that? I don't know. The way I've heard it, it works is you don't have enough of one to do the job, and so you figure, well, I'll just uh, you know fill up the, the rest of the bucket with this one. Huh. And I'm, you make yourself some good chlorine gas like you're trying to defeat the Huns I, in 1918. I only know the danger of that mixture because I watched MacGyver as a youth. And, I, uh, uh, if I, he was stuck in a storage shed and he needed a way out, that was often what he did. I would never be out of vinegar and think I'll use bleach or be out of bleach and think I'll use vinegar. Though neither one of those things would have ever happened to me, but apparently it happens to some people. Anyway, calls to poison hotlines are up. Danger exposure to this and that. CDC warning you, you know, look at the rules or the, 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 read the labels. Anyway, the CDC's report described two cases. Here we go. This is, this is getting to the details of the story uh, from Bloomberg reporting. One involved a preschool age girl who drank an unknown amount of ethanol-based hand sanitizer and vomited oh. on the way to the hospital. Oh, boy. No warning label of any kind or anything is going to help somebody who drinks a bottle of hand sanitizer. Do not allow your toddler to drink this. <sighs> yeah, I know. I mean, you I know. know. Anybody who needs that warning will not read nor heed that warning. Well, yeah, this is a preschooler, and so she got a hold of the bottle of hand sanitizer and drank it. It's a tragedy. Thank God she didn't die. It's horrifying. But it's not... It's not fodder for an for an article that says accidents involving cleaning products are way up. I don't think it's really got that much to do with it. Um, uh, well, and then yeah. the other case, a woman had difficulty breathing after she decided to clean all her groceries and filled her sink with a mixture of 10% bleach, vinegar, and hot water to soak her produce in. She managed. She soaked her produce in bleach, vinegar, and hot water. I mean, if you're eating Chinese bats, I guess I could see being that uh, paranoid about your produce. But come on. Yeah, it's down oh, to, speaking of which, I went I over guess, to Wuhan to the, the wet market and got myself a little something for lunch. You know, you can order, like, uh, frozen bats, but they're different. The consistency is different. you got to get them fresh. I oh, like the, them the, crispy on the ends, but still moist and tender on the inside. Oh, Dan, not rare. I like them rare. Ooh. So uh, I guess there is quite a meat shortage we can all look forward to. As the meat processing plants of the upper Midwest are being ravaged with the, the Chinese uh, bat death. We, we have way overstocked on meat. Last night for dinner, we had three different kinds of sausage and bacon for dinner. Gee, man. We have so much meat, we got to cook it up. 
Send me we, some. We got like no meat. Our and freezers, now it's too late. We've got three freezers that are full. I'm like Nancy Pelosi, uh, Nancy Antoinette. Uh, I've got so much uh, meat. So yeah, we are just uh, we are high on the hog, if you pardon the expression. Well, ironic. Don't uh, overcook to, the bat. Don't need, overcook it. Uh, it's dry. Listen, I'm not going to pay money for a good, well marbled bat. If you're going to make me cook it, well done. No, I want it rare. I want it. I want it. To, I want it to where a good vet could get it back flying around in the cave. That's what I want. <laughs> Squeaking and <laughs> pooping. Exactly. Yeah, I got to get out on the ocean, fish or something. We need some fish in the freezer. We got no meat. Wow, you're so low on meat. You're actually going to like hunt and fish for it. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. Could you, go, could you go get a wild boar somewhere near where you there, live? There's a hell of squirrels in my neighborhood. And oh, I hear they're good eating. <laughs> fine eating. <laughs> Oh, what the heck? It's meat. Meat's meat, right? Getting back meat. to Kentucky and CDC tests. Meathead. <laughs> um, the California squirrel fever sweeps across America next. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't know. Some lunkhead talk show host <laughs> thought it'd be a good idea to bring a squirrel home when he left it sitting out in the driveway all afternoon. Invited a bunch of neighbors over and, well, you see what's happening. Next thing you know, there's human-to-human transmission and we've got the, what did you call it, the... Captain <laughs> Joe's squirrel fever. fever. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to deny there's human-to-human transmission for a couple of months, though. Yes, and the WHO will back you up if you write them a check. Oh, yeah, they're, they're easy picking. We haven't touched on the biggest story of the day around the virus yet. It was in California and the United States a lot earlier than we thought. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. From here in New York, we talk so much about what has changed, what is being canceled. The mayor noting that when New York is ready, one of the first things they plan to do is hold a ticker tape parade for the health care workers who, in the words of the mayor, saved us. He said it will also be a sign of the rebirth of this city. Having a parade in New York City is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> That's Jake, Jake Tapper upon the news that they're going to have a giant parade to honor the people that didn't get the virus by being too close to other people. I consider that a victory. <laughs> that's pretty oh, funny. That's my highest praise for humor is a coughing fit. Uh, that, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Fantastic. Jake. Uh, someone on the staff is not muted. Who is not muted? Before oh, it's me. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Not uh, so, listen, uh, thanks to Ross from South Dakota, who's currently stuck in the Netherlands, um, but he sent along a couple of stories about the meat industry, including that the gigantic Smithfield Foods uh, company that's closed plants, including the massive plant in, um, in uh, Sioux City, right? Sioux Falls, um, I believe. Sioux Falls, I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew that was wrong, as I said. Anyway, um, it's owned by China. What? China. Yeah, it's owned by a corporation based in China. China. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, uh, it's, uh, it was acquired in 2013 by Shanghai International Holdings Limited, now called WH Group Limited. So they don't sound like they're communist Chinese. Yeah. It's uh, Smithfield Foods is the country's largest producer of pork products, sold under the popular brand names Nathan's Famous, mm-hmm. Farmland, Eckrich. I ate Farmland bacon this last night. Armor. Armor. 
and healthy ones. My dad worked for Armour. To name a few. Mm. Uh, Smithfield plants across the country that employ tens of thousands of Americans announced last week it had closed multiple locations due to the uh, German cheese Chinese bat death. So, anyway, who knew? China owns our pork production. Great. So, we reported on this show, because it was pretty big news, back on February 29th, the very first coronavirus death in the United States came in the Seattle area. Remember? Remember that story? Indeed, yeah. It was a couple of blocks away from where my daughter lives. And uh, that was big news. Well, it turns out a full three weeks earlier, a couple of people died of coronavirus in the Bay Area of California, Santa Clara County, to be more specific. A couple of people oh, died. They just home now of know your Santa Clara 49ers. They just know now now know that from doing autopsies, which means it was a long way away from Washington, in California, killing people dang near a month earlier than that. And as the um, uh, the people who study this say, each one of these two deaths is probably the tip of an iceberg of unknown size of how many people had coronavirus spreading it around the Bay Area of California and maybe all over California, maybe all over the West Coast, who knows, but right. certainly around Santa Clara County before these people got it and died because most, uh, m- most people don't catch it. And then most people who catch it don't die from it, and these people died. So there are very easily thousands and thousands and thousands of people around where they died that already had coronavirus in early February. Yeah, it's it's a virtual certainty. Yeah. And again, and a lot of you heard this because you're loyal listeners, and we appreciate it. We had a number of healthcare professionals, emergency room nurses, some doctors, some uh, respiratory techs saying, hey, guys, we saw this weird flu sweep through in November and December. And, you know, we tried to help the people. We had some deaths. They were older folks. Nobody knew to look for the COVID-19. But these people, and and listen, it's not documented, but they're saying, we're sure it was here in November. And and I'll bet it was. Yeah. I mean, China, with all their cover-ups and everything, the the timetable that we have has got to be really, you know, you got to adjust it to China time knowing that they're actively involved in the business of covering up what's going on, yeah, it's it's it would well, not surprise me a bit well, to think well, that, that... Well, I ahead. don't know when they knew. They may have been unaware it was going on, too. They may have been thinking the same thing our healthcare friends sure. are thinking. Boy, there's a weird flu here in China in September. But so while we're talking about this, up on MSNBC and other cable news channels, I'll just beat them up because I'm looking at their channel... They've got up in the corner while they're doing the news, their uh, coronavirus pandemic numbers. The United States, 808,000, followed by Spain, 206,000. The point of that graph being we've got the most cases. I don't have the slightest idea. You yeah. put it, put whatever number up if you want there. Make it 2 million, make it 40,000. It doesn't make any difference. It's not even close to reality. What is the point of that? Data that is wildly, wildly inaccurate is pointless. In Except fact, it's to worse. Mean the tr- it's worse right. than pointless because it leads you a certain direction. They're just demeaning the Trump administration. It's the business that they're in. Yeah. And I'm not here to say they've done a perfect job either, but when you had that study out of Los Angeles that said, whoops, we've had 45 times as many cases as we thought. Not four to five, friends. 45 times as many cases. Well, yeah, look at that. Look at that number they're using in MSNBC. 800 some thousand cases in the entire United States. That USC study of LA County thinks there might have been 
440,000 cases already just in L.A. County. Right. Half the national total. Right. Again. So, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, those numbers are meaningless. Just meaningless. It's like asking a six-year-old how many grains of sand there are on, on a beach. Eight gazillion, they, billion, trillion, billion. Or they might say a hundred. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at least one of those was a number. It's like we were at the basketball court last uh, last night, and we play on a, on a lowered goal. I've got the goal that you can lower down. It's like seven feet something. You're so dumbing I, down the game. So I can dunk on my kids and just dominate them. Yes. You've lowered the bar. Um, well, actually, it's so a kid can make a basket. When I was a kid... You only had the 10-foot hoop with a regulation-sized basketball. You had to be, like, 10 before you had a chance of getting the ball that high. Well, <laughs> and even then, in, then instead of using proper shooting form, you had to bring the ball down oh, yeah. your waist and yeah. heave it up with all your strength, yeah, which so doesn't do you any good no, as a basketball you're player. You're not learning a thing. So right. lowered goals for, for kids and smaller balls is absolutely a smart thing to do. Um, yep. Anyway, we were at the the playground yesterday. I don't think we're supposed to be there, but we were at the playground where they have regu- regulation-sized rims. I hadn't been around one in a while. Man, that's a long way up there. <laughs> Do you vaguely remember being able to touch that thing? I told my son, I said, I used to be able to put two fingers over the rim. I can't even imagine doing that now. And he said, it's because you're old, Dad. I said, that is correct. Bingo! <laughs> but he said, you'd have to be like... To get to what you were just talking about, he said you'd have to be like six feet tall to be able to touch that. I said I'm I'm six feet tall. You'd have to be either significantly taller than me or able to jump better to be able to touch that. But um, oh, yeah. it's it's like the kids a hundred million trillion. That's what we're doing with the numbers for coronavirus. Just yeah, yeah. Boy, I wish I'd seen you in that park out of. Uh called Bill De Blasio's narc line and reported you <laughs> exactly and joined all the. Pardon me, folks, but dick pics and Hitler memes and middle fingers that flooded the narc line, which restores my faith in humanity. I, I was, consider that a victory. <laughs> it was, I was no good at shooting baskets, but I was killing it on the skateboard yesterday. I'm back into skateboarding. Really had oh, my form down. I'm usually, man, that, I'm usually that pretty, good, nerve. I'm pretty good at it until I have my first crash, <laughs> and then they hurt so bad. Well, and the problem is the healing time at our age. I don't mind getting banged around. I don't enjoy it particularly. The problem is that, oh, dang it, that kind of hurts. You know, yeah. when you're 20, it doesn't hurt three days from it, now. You crash now, on a skateboard, it isn't. It still hurts in six months. Yeah, it isn't, oh, it kind of hurts. It rocks your world. Oh, my yeah. God, when you hit the ground, the pavement, oh, oh. It's like you got in a car wreck. It's so I bad. salute you. Yeah. So good continuing on. It's fun while it lasts. Yeah. Sean, do you think it's fair to say this? You've played some basketball. Am I making excuses, or is it harder to shoot with a tiny basketball than a regular basketball for a grown man? Oh, no, it's way harder to shoot. Okay. That's, that's one of the reasons why centers struggle with free throws. Oh, okay. It's, so it's like it's like Shaq shooting a free throw. That's yeah, why. if you try to like shoot a softball, that's way harder than you trying yeah, to shoot like a regular basketball. I can't shoot with the kid-sized basketball. It's just impossible. Okay, so I, it's I have the excuse. hands of a 12-year-old little girl, so I don't mind the little ball. <laughs> That's that's my problem. A woman in Idaho has been arrested for holding a non-essential garage sale. Finally, justice. I I I, I wouldn't have called the cops, but I got to admit that's something that probably could wait. Your garage sale, we're going to sell a grandma's knickknack for a dime. Probably could wait. Okay. Well, we'll sense. tell you what the <laughs> we'll tell you what the cops said. The particular individual was guilty of. Stay with us.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, let me make uh, just one more comment on the program. We have over a million companies that have received this with less than 10 workers. So uh, there is very broad participation in, in really small business. I will comment there have been some big businesses that have taken these loans. Uh, I was pleased to see that Shake Shack returned the money. We will be putting out some FAQs. Uh, there is a certification that people are making. And uh, I ask people just make sure the intent of this was for business that needed the money. We'll put out an FAQ. But again, the intent of this money was not for big public companies that have access to capital. How did big companies that don't need the money end up with the money? How did that even happen? Well, they applied. They got good financial guys and lawyers. They went to the banks. The banks saw there's a giant fee for arranging those loans and, and leapt at it like hungry dogs. And the but mom and they, pop stores have been uh, left in the cold. To some extent, yeah. Uh, a lot of the big companies are now given the money back. They were shamed into it, uh, which is good. And Harvard has said no, haven't they so far? Said they're not going to oh, give back their, right? their money? I know uh, Trump once again yesterday at the podium tried to shame them into it. You have $40 billion. Why are you taking $9, billion, $9 million? It's so gross. It really is. Shame. 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 Sean, it's to help our education system continue to function during a economic downturn. You laid off all your hourly workers, you lying elitist scum. Hey, these, I sound like Che Guevara over here. These photoshopped polo players aren't going to just recruit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. i tell you what, whether it's the admission scandal or this, <clears throat> it used to be I, like many folks, would hear Harvard. Yale, Princeton, Stanford, and think, wow, yeah, the the elite, the excellent, the the smartest, the smart, the breeding ground for blah, blah, blah. Now I hear Harvard and I want to retch. I'm sick and tired of, and they graduated from Harvard. I don't care. Jeez, Louise, if that's the last thing I want to hear about somebody, that new super hot uh, press secretary gal is a Harvard gal, Um, by the way. I just, I'm over Harvard. Krista Thompson was trying to clean out her late father-in-law's house when local police in Rathdrum, Idaho, that's in the uh, Coeur d'Alene area, I love Coeur d'Alene, uh, charged her with a misdemeanor offense that carries a fine of up to $1,000 and the possibility of six months in jail, the crime holding a garage sale. This was a large, non-essential yard sale, said the police chief, that uh, filled the entire front yard, spilled into the back as well, and the particular individual. Is not an essential business and should not be open for business. Not an essential business. We got this text, which is a heck of a good question. How about if I'm having a garage sale because I need money to buy food because I don't work right now? That's is not it, an essential, but that's not on the government's approved list, Jack. Is it essential at that point? If I can't yeah. come up with $100 by selling crap in my garage, I ain't going to make my rent this month. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is quite possibly the case here. Well, I'm glad to see there is no crime in Rathdrum, Idaho, because on uh, April the 10th, uh, the uh, the coppers evidently saw a sign uh, pretending or uh, or promoting a garage sale and said, you can't have it, violates the governor's order. Asked them to shut it down. Okay. And then a couple of days later, they returned to the scene, having seen a Craigslist ad, and found their item still for sale in the backyard. And that's when they were fined $1,000 or uh, six months in prison. All right. That's fine. Uh, remember a couple of months back, guys, when everyone was dying from vaping? I don't know if everyone dying from vaping is might be overstating it a bit, but 
could that have been Corona? That sort of thing does contribute to a, to it, to a, right? Well, no. Now they're saying that vaping has no relationship with death from coronavirus. No, it doesn't. Okay. Or at least, and who knows? They may reverse field again tomorrow. God, I don't I re- know. But I re- I re- I, yeah. And there were specific chemical compounds okay. that they found in those people's lungs. But I know it's a, it's an oxygen thing. And I was reading a little bit about the how the corona kills you yesterday, and then I thought, why am I reading this? What good is this going going to possibly do me? Well, so you can design a treatment. But the fact that it doesn't show up like normal pneumonia or something like that, your lungs look fine in the x-ray, but your your oxygen content is, like, way low. And you get into too low to bring you back before right. they realize there's anything wrong with you. Now, that might not happen now because people would jump immediately to corona. But before you had that on your mind, you'd think, well, no, we x-rayed the lungs. You don't have pneumonia. Right. It's not that. Right now, what in you? What you were reading the other day? Uh, what what was just the the nickel version of it? Because I read something great. I talked about it on the air, and I haven't seen it attested to anywhere. Um, it was something to do with uh, unlike the way the sacs fill up in your lungs, so you don't get enough air when you've got pneumonia. Those sacs right. aren't filling up, so they don't show up in the X rays. But your oxygen content drops way down. Yeah. So your oxygen content is too low to be healthy and can go into, like, you know, where you die without it showing up in an x-ray, which is unlike anything they've ever dealt with before for respiratory stuff. Right. The stuff I read said it has to do with uh, the hemoglobin, the red blood cells that, that absorb the oxygen and bring it around your body, that the coronavirus erodes, uh, well, long story short, your ability to do that. And so you're breathing, you got space in your lungs, your heart is pumping, but there's no oxygen going anywhere, but so they which wouldn't, is incredible. So bef- before we knew about coronavirus, so they wouldn't have stuck the tube in you then, right? They'd have thought, well, that's not going to do any good. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. And then you die. Whereas now, if your oxygen level is low, they put that little thing on your finger and see mm-hmm. how your oxygen is, and it's low, they would think, okay, this could be corona. we got to jam that tube down you. Right, right. And so, and, and also, they're saying, I don't care if their lungs are as clear as the skies mm-hmm. in North Carolina, put the uh, little oxygenation uh, tab on their fingers immediately and look at their blood oxygen level. So, a uh, little bonus mailbag is promised, if, if nobody minds. Uh, a quick thought here from Amy, why Jack should embrace superheroes and superhero <laughs> movies. I mentioned we watched uh, Avengers, whatever it was called, over the weekend. Endgame. Endgame, and, uh, and, and it's fine. And I, it doesn't bother me that other people like it. But right. I just think this is a stupid waste of my time. <laughs> well, you began with Endgame. True. That was one of your problems. True. Uh, but anyway, Amy writes, Being a grandma to five glorious boys, I embrace comic books and the movies they spawn. Children understand the harsh realities of life. They see our pain and struggles. They know injustice. We like to fool ourselves into believing that we can spare them, but no matter how hard we try, they never will, or we never will. Comic books allow a gentler introduction to life and its pain. It brings a subtle nobility. It allows us to see the realities of war and loss while laughing and swelling with patriotism. Comic books retell stories from the Odyssey with spandex and large boobs. Now you have my attention. Green Monsters present dilemmas from countless works of grand literature. The art form may not be as grand as Streetcar Named Desire, but if I can love the plays of Euripides, love science and mathematics while thoroughly enjoying comic book-based movies, maybe for you and your sons and grandsons, you too can find the beauty. Um, that's uh, that's well written, Amy. Appreciate it, that. It is, and if you I, like it, you like it. But it's to me, it's just like some people like this kind of music and some people like that kind of music. It's no deeper than that. I just, a fight scene, I just sit there, blank face, waiting for it to end. I started I just, reading Tom Sawyer to my son last night, some Huck Finn, which we'd never oh, introduced to before. I don't know yeah. at what age you're supposed to read that. We got a couple of pages in, and I thought, if I jump the gun on this, <laughs> there's a, there's some rough language in there. But he, oh, was, yeah. he was laughing 
like really laughing at some of the funnier parts. So I was oh, happy to good. see that. How how soon are there end bombs? I know there are in Huck Finn. Um, well, they haven't gotten to an actual end bomb, but there's a Negro and colored boy in the first two pages. Yeah. So you gonna you gotta stop and explain that right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't go walking around. Hey, there's a Negro over there, Dad. Oh um, boy, you know, that you would be uncomfortable. That. No, see, that's not, and you can't blame him. He's reading uh, classic literature. But am I correct? It is still banned some places. Some libraries yeah. think it's not Huck cool. Huck Finn, I know, is Huck Finn, but not Tom Sawyer. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. It's it's practically an obscenity. I was playing golf the other day with a buddy of mine who uh, grew up in the hood, and he's a big hippity hop fan, big rap fan, and uh, he was jamming the old school hip hop, which is fine. It's, you know, some of that stuff I remember and I like. But the N-bombs, I mean, it's unbelievable. I kept glancing around. Gee, I'm going to hear a bunch of white guys listening to this. Um, the, the idea that it's like Voldemort, and if you ever say it, many people will die, is just, I mean, never use it as a racial epithet. It's, it's, it's horrific. It's inexcusable. Um, but, yeah. The kids constantly beating each other up, or Grandma hitting him with a stick because he disobeyed. That was all new stuff to him, too. And That's about time he hears that. Page two, Grandma's hitting him with a switch. What's a switch, Dad? Well, it's what Grandma's used to go out, get a stick and hit you with it because you didn't. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Grandma hitting me with a stick. What? 